Hey guys, uh, continuing on this morning with Galatians chapter 3, verses 19 to 22. Um, Paul has been talking about uh, all the ways in which uh, law and covenant, uh, all of this relate to life that the churches in the region of Galatia are trying to live out, you know, with the Lord. And there's been some false teaching and some some opposition to come to Paul's simple gospel. And he's trying to make this clear. And he says, starting in verse 19, why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now, an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Well, let's put aside some of the conversation that could we could have around you know angels and intermediaries and all that. The the, the spot or the way in which these verses hit my heart is the idea that here that, you know, I'm so thankful that Paul lays out this, this description for me in my life of the purpose of the law, uh, the law of Moses. You know, we see this in the Old Testament, the, the law of the prophets and the law is the clear example of the, the clear teaching of, of, uh, of what it means to live, you know, by God's standards, <clears throat> Paul is saying the purpose of the law was to it was to teach us this was to show us clearly uh, God's perfect standard and you know it, it it he says that it was added because of transgressions it was added in, in essence uh, because of violations of the law and without the law I mean I I, I kind of think of like the example of like if I went to work for an employer and they hired me but gave me no job description and then came to me and said, you're doing a bad job. And I would say, how, how do I know that I'm doing a bad job if there's not some standard for my employment? And the job description would then provide for me some standard to know how, you know, what kind of work or what quality work I was doing each day. And so if my job description said I'm to do A, B, and C, but actually each day I'm doing D, E, and F, then my employer could rightfully come and say, you're not living up to the standard. And the law was very much, uh, it was very helpful in depicting for us God's perfect standard of A, B, and C and our transgressions where we are actually living by D, E, and F. And so um, Paul paints a picture here of imprisonment. Um, he says, again, he's intimate, so intimately familiar with the scriptures that he refers to the scriptures as almost as a person. He says the scripture imprisoned everything under sin. And so he gives us this picture of the scripture as a jailer and put, putting us into this cell. And we're living in this cell where we're separated from freedom by bars. And the bars of the cell are sin. The bars, the sin is what keeps us confined. And he says, you know, the scripture puts us in prison because as a jailer, it, it's, it's the law that clearly points out to us our sinful condition. It makes clear to us that we're not living up to God's standard A, B, and C, that we're living our lives by D, E, and F. And so there we sit in a cell imprisoned by our sin, by our transgressions against the law, and the law can't help us. The jailer isn't going to help us because it's actually the jailer's job. It's the law's job to put us into this prison. 
And some of you would protest that. You'd Some of you might go, well, that's not my devotion today. I'm not going to apply that to my life. I'm going to reject that, Jeff. I'm not a prisoner to sin. And I'd say there's a simple way to prove it. Stop sinning. That's it. Just if stop sinning. But if you can't stop sinning, or, and here's where I, I, I put out a really wide net, if you have even a, a record of sin, if you've ever sinned in your life, then you're imprisoned by the law of God in the same way that I am. Uh, the, the Bible says that we've all sinned. We've all broken the law and fallen short of God's glory. That puts us all in the same place, in the same prison. Now, Paul says here in verse 22 that this that the, 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 uh, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. The, the, the bottom line, beloved, is that only faith can break us out of that confinement to sin. The, the law of Moses can show us clearly the problem that we have, that we fall short of God's standard, but the law can't give us the freedom that only Jesus can give. The freedom is, is given to us as we, as we put our faith and trust in Jesus to break us free from, from our sin. The, 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 the bars, the bars of our, of our jail cell, the bars of our sin are so strong, we can't saw through them by ourselves, no matter how sharp our saw is. There's no way we can break out. There's no chance of a jailbreak. Instead, the offer that, that, that God makes to us is an offer that is made by the, the warden, the warden of the whole prison himself, to simply open the door for us so that we can walk out. But in order to do so, we have to acknowledge the fact that we've been confined by our own sinfulness, by our own inability to follow the law, that we deserve to be in the cell, and that we have to ask him to free us. We have to say, you know, Lord, would you please open the door for us by your grace that we might walk free? And when the, when the, when the enemy accuses us and accuses the warden of saying, hey, that's not just to let him go, the warden simply has, just points out that the, that, that the prisoner's sentence has been fulfilled by himself, that Jesus himself has taken the place, our place, by fulfilling the, the, the just punishment of uh, the just sentence for our sinfulness. What a powerful hope that we have and truth that we have that, yes, we do fall short. The law shows us. The law puts us in prison. But the grace of God sets us free. And when we put our faith in Jesus, we are asking the warden to open the door. And he says, yes, I'll open the door that you can, you can live in freedom. I can't wait to talk more about that freedom in the days to come. And so, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that you've opened the prison door and you've set the captives free. We thank you, Father, that by your grace that we can place our faith and trust in you to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. There's no jailbreak. The only way out is that we would call upon the name of Jesus. And so we thank you, Father, for your grace in our lives. In Jesus' name, Maranatha.